0: Guys, we wanted to just take a few minutes and share what we did last week and the opportunity that was available to us Um, quite a while back. I don't remember how many months ago. Illinois has been building houses. They have been, uh, Illinois WMU has been building houses in conjunction with Habitat for Humanity in Illinois. Um, I think they've done eight or, where's Nan eight or nine? And then one at the National WMU and... One in Ghana, and then that, and then this house Illinois participated in. So this was actually the Illinois WMU's 12th house to build. And that's basically like an all-ladies build, I think. And so this was my first one. So Nan is the season built 100 houses. I've only got one, um, and, and a little a different approach. Um Obviously, it was not in our plans. Um, When we signed up, they could only take a certain number of people. And so that's why you didn't see it like advertised, everybody, let's go build a house, because it was just like, we can only take this many people because we're working with Texas. And what happened is Sandy Wisdom Martin, who was our state Illinois WMU director, left us and followed God and went to Texas last year. And so she got out there and she thought this was something that the Texas ladies would enjoy doing. So she began um, organizing and getting everything together, getting the money together because we basically, Texas WMU paid for all of the house stuff. And I think the figures thrown around were about 25000 for all of the materials and stuff that you will see um, to build this house. And we left a, a three-bedroom house with a bathroom and a kitchen and a living room for this family. This family is a family of four. They, there's a the mama and the daddy. They are Hispanic, and they have four children. The oldest child is a little boy, and I don't remember his name, but he's eight years old. So I'm not sure what grade that makes him, probably second or third. And then they have two little girls, and you'll see pictures in the slideshow. And then they have a little one that looks about Ethan's age, which is probably getting close to two years old. Now, that little one had been in the hospital and actually was released from the hospital on Sunday when we arrived uh, with pneumonia. And so the mama and the little one didn't get out at all except for like once um, at the very end to come over and see the house. And we took pictures of them in the house. So this family, you'll see um, when we do the slideshow, has been living in a, um, it's like a fifth wheeler, a 1940s fifth wheeler. It's kind of a rose pink. And I don't know how many square feet, but I know all the children are in that bump out thing that's the fifth wheeler part and the mom and daddy have been sleeping on the love um, seat. And so in the new house, which, by the way, our shirt is the actual blueprint of the house that we built, Um, the living room and the kitchen area is bigger than the entire house trailer thing that they've been living in. And so this is a very needy family. This is an unincorporated area. It's 10 miles from the Mexican border. Everybody, well, not everybody, but several people said, oh, you can't go to Mexico. You know, there's terrorists and drug cartel, and they'll kill you down there. You know, and we're not, we're not blind to those things. We see the news, but the people who are on the ground living there, you know, we depend upon them to say it's not safe or it is safe. We never felt threatened in any way. The people were so hospitable. They were so appreciative. It was actually, I told Dwayne on the phone, it actually reminds me of West Africa because of the sand and the dust, and when the wind blows, there's just grit in your eyes, and grit in... And you'll see a lot of us, our hair is, you know, all askew because of the wind, Um, and the sand, the terrain, there's just scrubby brush, there's nothing lush and green. Palm trees, you know, we land at the airport and there's palm trees, I'm thinking, Florida, this is Texas, you know. So there was a lot of uh, different things. We got to meet some wonderful ladies. There were 19 of us on this build. We had a couple of men that helped us, our cook was a lady that worked with Sandy at Dallas. Um, but her husband came, and he was going to help her cook. But it turns out that he's an electrician also. So he was like our master electrician to show the other ladies how to do the electrical wiring. So that was like a God thing. And then we had another man, and it's Kay Shipley's husband from Illinois. Kay Shipley was our WMU director, and August a year ago, um, she passed away suddenly while in office. And her husband, in her honor went and served um, on the WMU Build team, because Kay always served. And so that was really special. So we had some good times, met some wonderful ladies from Texas. Um, we got to talk and we got to share. One of the ladies had been on the mission field in uh, Brazil, and she was able to share about that and their calling. And so it was such a God opportunity. And I'm just so thankful that I got to go, because when the accident happened, um, it was not looking very good. And Duane kept going, you know, even when we saw the doctor before he he did the surgery, he said, uh, my wife's got a, a bill scheduled to, in Texas. Was, is there a possibility that she can still go? I wouldn't have even thought to ask at that point. And he's like, yeah. He said, you know, unless she has some complications from the surgery, I, I you know, I would let her go. And so I'm like, what is my name? Who am I? You know? And, uh. So anyway, Dwayne really, really encouraged me. And I really don't think it was because he wanted to get rid of me. I really think, because uh, I was pretty sad that week. Um, I really think he just knew. By the time I got through all the the pain issues and the surgery and the medicine was just like through my system crazy. I mean, just incoherent thinking. Couldn't connect thoughts. And I was getting depressed, and I was like... You know, will never have a life again kind of thing. And he's like, you, you're going to Texas. And I'm like, I can't even, you know, do anything. How can I go to Texas? He's like, you go to Texas. You can go. You can do this. And so Sunday afternoon after my surgery, I got a call because I had typed with one finger to Sandy and said, listen, I, you know, I've had an accident and I just don't know that I'll be able to come. I just want to let you know, you know, if there's somebody waiting in line, You probably should give them my place because I just just don't think it's going to happen. And so she called me. And I think she said it was something about the most incoherent email she's ever gotten. (laughs) So she called on Sunday afternoon and she's like, listen, you know, even if you can't hammer, you can be an encouragement, you know, to people. Your mind still works and, you know, and you got one good arm. And uh, that really ministered to me because I was just really struggling at that point in time, you know, like... How do I do life right now? And then um, Judy Miller from West Africa had just gotten in. She called that Sunday afternoon. So it was like God was, you know, just really people that shouldn't have even known anything. And then our church family really ministered to us that week and the following week. You know, the week I was out, people were bringing food. And, you know, honestly, I didn't even know it. I, the medicine made me sick, and I was sewing up, and I was in bed, and, I was in so much pain and, until the surgery. So I just wanted to say thank you for the card. Thank you for those who brought soup and chicken salad and Lord only knows what else. And I have a...
1: <laughs>
0: and pecan pies. But anyway, you guys really, really ministered to my family when I was not capable of doing it myself. And so I just wanted to say a special thank you. And I'm so thrilled that I got to go even though I was handicapped. And, you know, I was telling somebody down there, I said, you know, when it comes right down to us, we all are handicapped, you know, in serving God. It's not so obvious most of the time. But we all have places that we're just very uncomfortable going and doing in those areas. And so I just thank God that he just showed me anew that. You don't have to be whole to serve me. You just go, you just be obedient, and then you will get the greater blessing. And being able to minister to this family, I really, um, really felt like we made an impact for God. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to make a splash for God on the lives of these people. So we're going to see the slideshow, and then Nan's going to talk. We had, this guy had Juan, is the young man's name that we were built, Juan and Juan or something like that. And uh, it was funny because the Hispanic, he had four friends, and they were there to help. They showed up Monday morning, and actually Sandy had to kind of politely say, you know, back off, guys, because this is a women's field. And we appreciate that you're here, but you can work when we're gone, and we're here to build this house. And then what we don't finish, kind of you can, but we did let them help with the trust. it those are really heavy. So anyway, um, one of the things they said to somebody was, you know, sometimes we feel kind of lazy and we don't want to go to work. And then we look over there and we see that woman with one arm and she's working. And so we say, listen, if the lady with one arm can work, we can get up and go to work. And so it was an encouragement to them. So you never know how God's going to use your um, unable parts or not so comely parts to minister to somebody else.
1: Alright. Hey, I tell you what, I've got that many scriptures. So what we're gonna do is, uh, we're gonna, like I said this morning, we'll chop off the first part. Go ahead and take your Bibles and look to Luke chapter 1, verse um, 39, and we'll go down to verse number 45. And here's the thing, and it just fits in really nice. Think about what, what Judy said. I can go and I can be an encouragement. Okay? Think what the, the guy said when I saw the one-armed lady. If she can do it, I can do it. Think about these folks, Nan, who had nothing. Now, do you understand? Did you see the trailer? Someone told me 150 square feet. Four children, two adults. She was telling me how that they'll that charge like $26,000 for a half acre of land. And they do it to just gouge the people. They know they've got to have land and they, they, they take it and they'll take the land and, and finance it over 30 years and they end up paying like a zillion dollars for this half acre of desert dirt. Why? Because they can. Now think what an encouragement it was for these women to go out. When are you impressed with that? From a From a plywood slab to an almost complete house in five days. How incredible was that? Think of the encouragement that was to that mama and that daddy and those four children. So you tell the story how the little girls would keep wanting to go into the house and see their room because that's something they never, never had before. You saw the, the toys in the yard, the broken toys and the old baby dolls. Think what it was. Just get in your mind. Go back with me 2,100 years how it was for that young virgin girl to hear from God that day. Imagine what it was like for that family rise. we are going to have a home. We're going to have a home, and our children are going to have a room and a bed to sleep in. What an amazing encouragement that was. And I think we don't understand the power of an encouraging word. Amen? We don't understand the power of an encouraging word. And what we see in Luke chapter 1, verse 39 through 56, we see the power of encouragement. Now, let's just go back real quick, real quick. We go back, and we see this virgin girl, 15 to 17 years old, who's been told that she's been chosen by God, she's received God's grace, God is going to be with her, and that she's highly favored, she's blessed because she's received God's grace. However, you remember what I said this morning? The way of grace is hard. It would be wonderful if I was writing the book, we would do the wealth and and prosperity gospel where you trust Jesus Christ and you never get sick and you're never hungry and you're never without money. Your kids turn out perfect with perfect teeth every time. You don't need a dentist, okay? If I was writing the book. But the truth is, that's not the way God wrote the book. The way of grace, if you choose to follow God, sometimes it's hard. In the case of Mary, possible stoning. In the case of Mary, being scarred with this reputation the rest of her life. Questioning, people questioning the birth of Jesus Christ. Not not for a week, not for a month, but for the rest of your life. People whispering behind hands saying, yeah, that's Mary, the one who claimed that, that, that God overshadowed her. But we all know where babies come from. The way of grace can be hard. Mary, by faith, believed God. But Mary was human. Mary needed an encouraging word. And you know what God did? God sent one. Isn't it amazing how God knows just what we need? So he sent the angel and then he said, Well, by the way, by the way, Elizabeth, you know, who's been barren, is now expecting a child. And the same God that's going to do to you to for you what he's going to do has already done it for Elizabeth. Now, this isn't God's first rodeo, as we said this morning. God can do it. And, and God sent Elizabeth to encourage Mary. And you don't know how important that is. New believers. People are going through a dark time in their life. People who have stumbled and fallen flat face into sin, in the mud puddle of sin, who desperately need someone to reach down and pick them up. You don't know what encouragement is for that person. But God knew. God knew. Now Mary, on the other hand, was not going, Oh no, what have I done? Mary's excited. But do you understand that Elizabeth could have crushed her spirit just like that? And do you understand that when a new believer comes along, if we're not careful, we can crush their spirits just like that. When a visitor comes to our church and we make the mistake of saying, excuse me, that's where we've sat for 40 years. We can shut down and crush their spirit just like that. It's so important we know how to be an encouragement. Let's look how Elizabeth did it. The Bible says in verse 39, Now Mary rose in those days and went to the hill country how? With haste. with haste. Why? Now again, she's not going. She's not running. Well, she is running. But she's running to, not from. She wants to see the confirmation of what the angel said. She wants to see. She has heard that her elderly cousin is with child. And she wants to see this as confirmation. And she wants to share the good news of what's happened in her life. She knew who to go to. A person who has experienced God is who you run to when you've experienced God. Come on now, amen? You find someone who's gone through something like you, and that's the encouragement factor right there. So she makes haste and goes to the hill country uh, to a city of Judah. And she enters the house of Zacharias and greets Elizabeth. Elizabeth! Now watch this. And it happened, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, two things happened. One, the babe leaped in her womb. Now this wasn't... An, an, Dr. Luke, okay, he was a physician. He's not saying here, oh, don't you know, when, when babies are that far along, they kick. When, when John, in his mama's womb, heard the greeting of Mary, who was to conceive the, the baby Jesus, he leapt, John leapt in her womb. Come on now. That's exciting. By the way, you people who seem to want to lean toward pro-choice, and you want to tell me that a baby in the womb is not a human being? If you look a bit further down, when Elizabeth describes what happened, she says, the baby leapt for joy in my womb. The baby left for joy in my womb. I'm telling you, life begins at conception. And John in the, in the womb of Elizabeth was as much a human being as you and I. Come on now. Come on. Don't ever forget that. Look for the simple things in the Word of God to confirm the big things about God. Alright? So, the baby leaped in her womb. And watch this. Watch this. Don't miss this. This is what we got to do. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So, when Mary shows up, God does a couple incredible things. First off, for Elizabeth, the baby leaps. And confirms what she already knows about Mary. That this is, we're going to hear, this is the mother of her Lord. But also, God filled Elizabeth with the Holy Spirit. You know how you become a great encourager? You live filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not talking about baptized with the Holy Spirit. You are baptized with the Holy Spirit the day that you receive Jesus Christ as Savior. Amen? But you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that is a daily surrender to the Holy Spirit of God. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, Paul writes and says, Don't be drunk with wine. But be filled with the Spirit. He's saying the same way that the Holy Spirit, or that wine controls a human body, so let the Holy Spirit of God control you. So Elizabeth is filled, surrenders to the Holy Spirit. God says, this young virgin maid needs an encouraging word and I'm going to make sure you give it. I'm going to give you the words to say to her to make sure it happens exactly like it needs to. Man, we need to live Spirit-filled, Spirit-surrendered lives as we go through life. I've never met a person who's surrendered to the Holy Spirit use a critical spirit unjustly. Never. Never. So the babe leaps and then Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. And here's what she, look look, 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 verse 42. Then she spoke out with a loud voice. When you get filled with the Spirit, you get bold. When you get filled with the Spirit, you get bold. See, see, we, we badmists don't like talking about being filled with the Spirit. Don't preach, about, I need to preach about more. You know, we don't want to talk about the Holy Spirit. Bad news, guys, He is a member of the Trinity. He is as much God as the, as the Son and the Father are. Okay? So she got bold. When, when the Holy Spirit filled her, she spoke out and with a loud voice and said, Listen, here's what you need to know, Mary. I'm going to confirm what God's already told you. I'm going to confirm what God's already told you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. By the way, did Elizabeth know? Only what God revealed her. There was not, listen, Mary did not sit down and tweet Elizabeth. Mary didn't sit down and email Elizabeth. She didn't even send snail mail. God revealed to Elizabeth that He was doing a miraculous work and the life of Mary, and that was so confirming to this young virgin maiden. Amen? It's incredible, okay? Blessed are you among women. You are so highly favored among women. And so is the fruit of your womb. Now watch this. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me. Do you remember what I said about Mary this morning? The reason, one of the reasons God chose her, was she was humble. Again, she wasn't troubled when she saw the angel. She was troubled at what the angel said. And what the angel said is, you're highly favored, Mary. And she's going, who am I? Who am I? And now Elizabeth who could have been a horn-tutor and said, hey, this show is all about me. I'm six months pregnant. I'm like 95 years old. She didn't. And there was no jealousy. You see that? When you are encourager, there's no jealousy about the blessing of another. And she said, who am I that I should be blessed with the mother of my Lord, that she should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. An emotion, this this baby expressed an emotion. Blessed, hey Mary, you need to know this. Blessed is she who believed. Mary, you're incredible. You are so blessed of God because you simply believe God. And that's what God wants from us. Come on, amen? He wants us to believe Him. That's what I was trying to say this morning. In your darkest hour, listen, He's not Santa Claus. Every story is not going to have the ending you want. But He does say this, Trust Me. Trust Me. Trust Me. And, and when you do that, all right, when you exercise faith, God honors that faith. Blessed is she who believes, for there is a fulfillment to those things which were told her from the Lord. Hey Mary, this is going to happen just like God said. So as we journey through life, as we go through life, Let's be that encouragement. Amen? It's so easy to be critical. It's so easy to be the cold water committee. We have to work for, we have to fight for to be the encouraging Word that people need. Now, I just want to read Mary's response. This is Mary's song. And it's a a compilation of Old Testament quotes and Old Testament summaries. It very much parallels... Hannah's song from 1 Samuel chapter 2. Now just listen to this and then we'll call tonight. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowliest state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. And that is so far from pride. That's just saying he took me from being the lowliest of maids and has put me in a state of amazing grace. For He who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is His name, and His mercy is on those who fear Him from generation to generation. He's looking for people who will believe Him. He has shown strength with His arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich He has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, Abraham, and to his seed forever. And then Mary remained with her about three months. Why? Getting ready. Preparing. What for? The storm. Can you even begin to imagine when Mary came back three months later and she was very obviously three months pregnant? Think of the think of the the supposed embarrassment, the the character slander that went on. But she was ready. You know why? Because God had spoken to her. Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke to her. She heard a story of a babe who leaped in a womb and God gave her a song. And she could face the trials of of the the way of grace because God had prepared her. One closing thought. I am very excited about 2012. We are going to look deeply into this book. We're going to preach from every book in this Bible. We're going to have a memory verse every week for us as a church to go over in worship time. We're going to sing songs about the Word of God. And you know why it's important? You know why Mary could sing this song? Because she was raised in the temple and had the Scriptures, the Old Testament Scriptures, burned into her heart. That's what I want to do in 2012, Bill. I want us to burn the Word of God into our hearts so that when hard times come, when difficult times come, even when times of celebration come, we can do it in accordance with the Word of God.